Vegas Nation is sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up. You're listening to Vegas Nation. Time to get it started with First and Ten with Vinny Bonsignor and Sam Gordon. What is good, Raider Nation? Uh, Welcome back to Vegas Nation, First and Ten, your weekly go-to for Raiders news and analysis and game summary and setup and all those uh, good things that we do uh, here on First and Ten, Vegas Nation. But before we get to our great co-host, Sam Gordon, I just want to let you guys know that Vegas Nation podcasts are sponsored by Station Casinos and presented by the Las Vegas Review-Journal, Blue Wire, and Liquid Death. And regarding Liquid Death, uh, I've been guzzling them since monday night (laughs) sam i'm just i'm just letting you know uh i've needed uh refreshment and uh just kind of trying to make sense of everything uh and liquid death uh has certainly uh, helped that gotta drink your water and liquid death uh is as good as it gets out there so kudos to them really happy that they're uh, working with us and they they're doing the job as well uh for me sam how do we make sense of everything that happened on Monday? Oh, what a game, huh? Um, yeah. I think to this point, probably one of the games, I mean, we're five weeks uh, five weeks through the NFL season. Vinny, one of the games of the season, um, I thought, uh, you know, great start by the Raiders and a great comeback um, by Kansas City. And now the Raiders are, you know, here they are, um, one and four going into the bye week. Uh, I, I think because of the way that the division um, has, has kind of shaken out and, and where, you know, the Chargers and Denver are at um, and some of the vulnerabilities that those teams have shown, and even Kansas City to a certain degree, although uh, it seems like they, you know, have planted their flag and look like they're en route um, to another division title. It, 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 I don't think it bodes quite as poorly um, for the Raiders as it could if, if those teams were really thriving. But nonetheless, um, this isn't where they expected to be. This isn't where they wanted to be. Uh, and now uh, coming out of the, you know, out of their bye in week six, uh, or week seven, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what this team's made of, and if they can rally uh, and make a late push. But you know, the game was there to be won, Vinny. Uh, it was there to be won on multiple occasions with with, with certain you know situational uh, execution, um, and, and you know, unfortunately for the Raiders and their fans, they didn't make those plays. And, and here we are, you know, having a uh, another conversation about where to go from here because I mean, the margins of in victory in the NFL are so thin, and, and that's what the Raiders experienced on Monday night. Yeah, and. You know, uh, as Derek Carr said, and I know Bill Parcells um, kind of started this whole thing, but you are what you are, and the record says that the Raiders are 1-4, and four, and they've earned that distinction, um, and it is what it is. I do believe they're better than a 1-4 and four record uh, indicates. You know, there's teams out there, to me, that might actually be worse than what their record looks like, even if it looks good on paper. Uh, it doesn't necessarily, I think, sometimes reflect how good the team might uh, be in the long run. I think this Raider team is better than one and four. Uh, I think that they have an opportunity, especially if they can play uh, these next you know, slew of games, five, six games, the way they played Monday night in Kansas City, which, which I felt like um, – was as close to a four-quarter, putting together four good quarters of football as they possibly can. I know you look at the scoreboard and say, how can that be? Well, they're playing a really good team, you know, and and it's not going to be perfect all the time. Winning or playing good football doesn't mean you're shutting teams out and scoring all the points that you want. That's just not how football works, especially against a good team. I thought they played four good quarters of football, put themselves in a position to win a game against a really good Kansas City Chiefs team, and I think if they could replicate that moving forward on a consistent basis they're going to win a lot of football games no i'm, I'm with you i think 
think just again from a kind of a start to finish standpoint, when you factor in the, the quality of the opponent, um, the stakes, right, the, the setting on Monday Night Football on the road, uh, it is it is probably as, as well as they've played um, all season. I think the offense played you know played a clean game again. Um, and we can, you know, we can, you know, of course, not perfect execution and situational execution, but there was, you know, Josh Jacobs playing right now, Vinny, like one of the best running backs in the NFL uh, in terms of, you know, the, the, the production, uh, what he's giving you in the receiving game, the efficiency, the yards per carry and, and how he's been able to you know sustain and manage a bigger workload over the last two games. I mean, a couple of the best games of of his career. I think the, the passing game. Um, found some balance. You had some big plays down the field with Devontae Adams. Of course, there's you know there's probably a way to get him involved a little bit more consistently. But you know Kansas City's trying to shut to make sure that he doesn't get involved. So you have to give uh, the Chiefs some credit there too. But uh, it's again, it's just you know they they were able to, to to play really well, not turn the ball over, get a couple stops uh, when they needed to. And you know I don't mean to, to beat this to death, Vinny, but it, it just goes to show how fine of a line there is between losing and winning games, if not for, uh, you know, a, a couple um, untimely penalties and perhaps one really bogus and phantom, you know, penalty that I, I think we can, you know, we can get into later. Um, maybe maybe the outcome is different, but even even with things being what they were, um, just a couple situations where they need to, to, to be a little sharper. But to your point, I think, um, yeah, I do think the Raiders are, are probably more talented than their one and four record reflects. And, 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 you know, based on how well they played, um, in certain spots and in certain areas on Monday, you know, even though they are one and four, I, I don't think it's it's time to you know throw in the towel um, just yet. Like you said, with the with this, especially with the schedule they have coming up. Yeah, and um, I want to say I'm going to look this up real quick, but I, I want to say uh, that the last Raiders Super Bowl team won. They were they started out four and zero, and then somewhere along the line they lost four straight. I wonder. I'm I'm going to look to see if if that was their next four games, uh, but. Um, Regardless, good teams, it does. You know, a, a good team doesn't necessarily mean that you're playing perfect football or that you're not susceptible, you know, to um, to uh, you know runs like that or, or you know highs and lows. And right now, the Raiders kind of started uh, with a little bit of a low. I'm looking at that Raider uh, one, two, three, four, and then they lost four straight. So they were four and four at one point. The last team to win uh, or to go to the Super Bowl, the last Raider team to go to the Super Bowl. So four and four is still very much in play for them. And that was the record that the Raiders found themselves in the year they went to the Super Bowl. So just keep that uh, in mind. It would have been in reverse order, but I don't think the order necessarily counts. It's really, can you get yourself together and can you be playing your best football down the stretch? If they could get to four and four, um, I think that would obviously, uh, you know, uh, uh, be a nice little achievement and something that they can they can build on. But I do want to go back, Sam, uh, to the phantom call that you're referring to. And I think I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I'm, I think you're referring to the Malcolm Coons holding call uh, on a uh, field goal attempt that went awry for the Kansas City Chiefs. I've watched the play at least 25 times now. I just have it on a, kind of a loop and I'm wondering what was really going through the uh, mind of the referee. And as it turns out, Sam, this is just mind-boggling when you think about it. The last time, the last time that call was made in an NFL football game, I'm saying the last time that has happened was in 2015. And lo and behold, the same referee against the Raiders, um, it went, the call went against the Raiders. I think it was Khalil Mack was the guilty, uh, uh, you know, uh, was, was guilty of it. 
quote unquote. And the same referee was the same referee who called it in 2015 that called it here in 2022. Uh, I'm, I'm, I was at a loss the entire time because to me, a play that was that insignificant in the, in terms of the whole scheme of the play, it's, it's just, you can't call that. You just can't call that right there, you know, and I don't, I didn't really see any kind of an egregious hold to begin with. I felt like, I felt like almost both players were doing the kneel down thing where you just kind of bump into each other and whatever, you know, and that's that. There was no, there was, you don't make that call right there. No, I'm with you, Vinny. Uh, I'm with you. That definitely a tough break um, in that game that didn't go the Raiders way and, you know, may have, um, played a role. I mean, I think clearly played a role in the outcome, but, but with that, uh, and, and that's tough. I mean, we, we, you know, we'd be remiss if we didn't discuss the, uh, I guess the roughing the passer that yeah. wasn't, you know, that with, with that in, and yeah, it probably, you know, let's just call it, let's call it what it was. It was probably a makeup call. You know, there was, I mean, there, the Raiders were penalized quite a bit in that game. I think a majority of those penalties were legit. Um, and that, that's on execution and cleaning that up and something the Raiders have to be better at. But that one in particular um, didn't look like a – that didn't look like any kind of, of offense or, or, you know, violation that I've seen. And I think, you know, kind of to your point, it not happening since 2015 speaks to that. That is kind of an arbitrary um, situational call that, again, went, went, um, went against the Raiders – uh, in this particular circumstance, but but that you know, I kind of I think with that, even with that, there were still a couple opportunities there, right? So, um, I guess my question is, Vinny, to get back to four and four, what do you think needs to to change? What do the Raiders need to do better? Because the offense moved the ball on the road against a pretty good defense and a pretty good team. You, you're playing clean football. I think things are starting. You, you see some of the progress. The running game is, is really clicking now. And even the offensive line, the offensive line that was, you know, leaky as recently as week one has been fortified. And, and now, I mean, you know, a respectable unit has played as such the last couple of weeks. What do you think are the keys to, 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 for the Raiders to right the ship and get things back to four and four? Because, again, we're, we're third through the year. This, this The season is moving. Vegas, get in on the sports betting action and get on the STN Sports app. With 14 convenient sign-up locations across town at Station Casinos, Wildfire, and El Cortez, you're only a few minutes away from getting started no matter where you are in town. With a huge menu of betting options and points back on your bets, STN Sports is the strongest betting app out there. So sign up today for STN Sports and earn up to $500 on your first deposit. You may start noticing there are strange tall boys of beer located in the bottled water section of your local store. Well, I tell you what, it's not beer. It's actually mountain spring water from the Alps, and it's called Liquid Death. And it's available in still, sparkling, and three flavors. Why is this water called Liquid Death? Well, because it'll brutally murder your thirst, and their infinitely recyclable tall boy cans are helping to bring death to plastic bottles. They also donate 10% of the profits from every can sold to help kill plastic pollution. Aluminum is infinitely recyclable and actually profitable for recycling facilities. One day I was at work in the cafeteria and saw that the Las Vegas Review Journal is carrying liquid death in their vending machine. So I sat there wondering while I was eating my chicken pot pie if I cracked one open that it would fake out my co-workers and make them think I was actually drinking a nice icy cold tall boy beer with lunch. Go get liquid death now at your local Smiths, Walmart, Sprouts, and Terrible stores or find a liquid death retailer near you with their store locator tool at liquiddeath.com slash Vegas Nation. That's liquiddeath.com slash Vegas Nation. I'm with you. I thought the I thought the uh, roughing the passer was a bogus call too. They gotta 
somehow, some way, somebody else needs to intervene at times on these questionable calls that have huge implications on on games. Uh, to me, it should have been a fumble and no call on Chris Jones. At the very least, it should have been a fumble, <clears throat> and you assess. 15 yards on the change of possessions if you do want to go down that road of calling him for the roughing the passer. But just to show that I'm, you know, I'm not like slanted one way or another, I call it like I see it. And that was a bogus call, as was uh, the holding call on Malcolm Kuntz. Uh, But like you said, it is what it is, and the Raiders still put themselves in position. Moving forward, uh, I like the physicality um, that they're starting to really hang their hat on up front. Uh, I like what that leads to in the running game. We've seen now back-to-back career-high rushing rushing yards uh, from Josh Jacobs, two straight games. I think a lot of that is Josh Jacobs, but also it's the intent, and it's also what they're doing along the offensive line now. I think that Derek Carr has been protected. Um, you know, for the most part, sacks are going to happen. It's the other the other side gets paid as well. I think that he's getting the necessary time uh, to throw the ball. I think that's moving in the right direction. I think uh, his uh, synergy with Devontae Adams is moving in the right direction. Two straight games, I think, of 100 yards or more for Devontae Adams. Uh, Could have been a few more yards if he gets his foot down uh, on that fourth quarter pass. Uh, And then also, who knows what what happens if he and um, Hunter Renford bump into each other on the last play. So that's something that they got to obviously clean up. But I think there's things that, I think Chandler Jones has played better uh, since the second half of the Denver Broncos game. Uh, Max Crosby's play just speaks for itself. Uh, so uh, that needs to continue. So if you're talking about what they need to do moving forward, I think a few of those things that we just mentioned just needs to stay the course. Um, and then along the way, what needs to me to get better, I think Devonte or uh, um, Darren Waller obviously needs to get healthy. And they got to figure out more ways to be able to use him. I think the same needs to be said for Hunter Renfro. Uh, I, he just hasn't quite found his way. And granted, you know, um, there was it, it got stunted there a little bit because he missed two games. And so figuring out a way to get Hunter Renfro uh, off and running, um, I think, uh, would be would be key. And I would imagine that Josh McDaniels and Hunter and Darren and all those guys or Derek uh, are, are, are really trying to figure out ways to, to uh, make that happen. Maybe it's just playing time and, and you know, him staying on the field a little bit longer. That, I, But you look at this Raiders offense, eighth in the NFL in scoring, 25 points per game, and that's with some mishaps in the in the red zone, and I think still trying to get a hold of this playbook. So I, th- I like where the offense is headed, all right? They just need to stay the course and to continue uh, to move in that direction. I think the offense is going to be fine. Uh, I think its best days are ahead, are ahead. I don't like... The Raiders giving up 28 points per game or 26 points per game, which is 28th in the NFL. Uh, that needs to get better. And I know that they've played some, you know, pretty decent offenses and the Chargers and, you know, obviously uh, the Chiefs can put up points, but it needs to be better. And, you know, you look at what happened in the red zone on on Monday night against Travis Kelsey, four touchdowns. Um, you just can't have that happen. Uh, you got to they, th- they did a pretty decent job. I, I thought they did some clever things trying to defend him. But when it gets right down to it, they need to be better defensively uh, in in the red zone. Um, if they can continue to to build on what Chandler Jones is doing, I think that helps better health uh, on this defense and more of a command of Patrick Graham's uh, defense is going to help too. But so though, that's what figuring out ways for the defense to be able to kind of hang in there a little bit more and not give up t- touchdowns uh, in the red zone. Uh, that needs to be something that they got to address and improve on moving forward. Yeah, Vinny, um, to that point, right, the Raiders allow touchdowns um, in the red zone to their opponents on 82 
0.4% of the red zone possessions. That is the worst mark uh, in the NFL. That is that is dead last in the NFL. So um, it feels like, you know, like situational, you know, situational football is just there. Are, there are a couple things um, that they need to clean up situationally. I think when you take a look at the losses being how I mean, what are the, what are the four losses by combined? What is it? 12 points, Vinny? Something like that. I mean, they're right, right there in these games, and it's, it's just about, uh, I think, better situational execution. And is that something you can correct during the bye? I'm not sure. The, you know, the coaching staff, I'm sure, is going to get together and try. And, I mean, they understand that. If we understand that they have to be better within the red zone defense and red zone offense where they're still um, 23rd out of 32 teams, you know, that's situational stuff. If they, if we understand that, then they do too. Uh, but with some correcting there uh, and some better play there, um, then you can see some of these close games, I mean, quite clearly going the other way. I don't think at any point this year in any game it's been an issue of talent or being, you know, overmatched at all. I think we just saw the Raiders go toe-to-toe with a Super Bowl contender in the Chiefs and won big chunks of that game and, and, and key stretches and, and moved the ball um, and got yeah, – enough stops I mean to, to put themselves in a position to win so it's not an issue of, of talent I don't think it you know by any means even at this juncture it's just to, to your point cleaning up situationally things that where they can be better executing better in key stretches in the fourth quarter in the red zone um, on third downs things of that nature where, where, where this team can can really um, kind of change the course and reverse its fortunes but there's just there 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 has to be a sense of urgency I mean we are going to be in week seven when when they when they resume their season um, they have as many wins right now as Houston does like that's not the kind of the barometer you want to be at um, so so we'll I guess we'll have to see kind of what changes they're able to make during this idle week I'm going to pass along something really interesting to you and it's uh, uh, by way of our good friend and a real loyal listener of ours uh, Sashi uh, Haram and um, he sent me a message on on Twitter uh, and today is Tuesday or Wednesday, excuse me. And um, this was according to ESPN Football Power Index for every game remaining. Now, this is going to change week to week. But as of right now, as we sit here today, uh, the Raiders um, are favored by the ESPN Football Power Index in 11 of their next 12 games or final 12 games, I should say, all except the Kansas City Chiefs game. So um, as we sit here today, based on you know uh, ESPN's power index, which they throw a lot of different things uh, into that equation, Sam, um, they're favored in 11 of their next 12 games. And I, I don't say that frivolously because as Sashi says, and he's a lifelong Raider fan and pays attention to this stuff, he said this is the first time he's ever seen that, where the Raiders were favored in 11 of their next 12 games. So they're seeing ESPN and the numbers that they crunch um, are, are seeing something in this Raider team that probably defies the record, but it goes back to our original point. Sometimes, even though Bart, Bill Parcells is, you are what you are, and I respect that, and I get it. Uh, but sometimes, if you look a little bit deeper, there's reasons to, to, to think, all right, that's what the record says, but that's not indicative of how good this team really is. And, and that's, you know, the thing about the National Football League. They're going to have their opportunity, right, to play – uh, their way out out of this kind of one and four start. It's not the start they wanted, um, and, and you know it could it could obviously be four and one or five and zero oh with with better execution. That's on the Raiders, and that, that's something that they know that they have to fine tune. But to your point, home against the Texans um, at New Orleans, that the team that's continued to struggle um, at the Jaguars uh, after their promising start, they've been disastrous 
two weeks in a row uh, and just lost at home to the Texans. Home against Indy. Uh, did you see how they looked on Thursday Night Football, Vinny, last week? Um, and that at Denver, a team, again, that they have as many issues as any. So there's no such thing as a gimme by any means uh, in the NFL. We under- we know that. We understand that. Look at the Raiders, how the, you know, how the season has started for them. That There's an understanding of that, I think, kind of holistically around the NFL. But – there, there are going to be opportunities to make up some of those games. And uh, the, the, the talent is there. The, the, the firepower um, should be there. Uh, the pieces are there. And with proper situational execution, there's no reason they can't rattle off a handful of these wins and put themselves right back in position again in an AFC West where I think it's been underwhelming. I don't, I don't want to – I know we both thought this division was going to be really good. I think a lot of folks did um, when you kind of took a look at, at the moves that the, the, the non-playoff teams make and consider you're bringing back two playoff teams and the Raiders especially um, of the two playoff teams upgraded their talent. The division hasn't – it just hasn't been what we thought it was going to be. So that works out in the Raiders' favor. It's going to give them opportunities to get right back uh, in the mix. And, and you know, even with the one and four start um, – they, they still, in a lot of ways, feel like they're in control of uh, the destiny of their season and, and, and where they're going to go. Yeah, and uh, by the way, we had some breaking news earlier today regarding Devontae Adams um, and the shoving incident that occurred uh, moments after uh, the Raiders game uh, against the Chiefs on Monday night. He um, kind of pushed down a, a photographer. The photographer has since um, you know filed a police report, and Devontae Adams has uh, since uh, earlier today been cited for um, – you know, uh, assault basically. Uh, but a little bit of clarity here, and this is uh, from uh, Ian Rappaport, uh, our good friend uh, over at uh, NFL media. Uh, but as he points out, uh, Adams has been charged with a city ordinance violation, which is a little lower than a state misdemeanor assault charge per the prosecutor's office. It carries a fine of $250 to a thousand dollars or up to 180 days in jail or both. Um, I would think that, yeah, based on what I've seen anyway, I don't think that there's uh, any chance he's going to spend uh, any time in jail. Maybe a little bit of a fine, um, but we'll see. Um, and, and we'll see what, you know, this the, the photographer, what his end game is uh, on all of this as well. Any thoughts on, on all this? Obviously something Devontae Adams um, shouldn't have done, right? Um, yeah, before, I, I mean, apologize for it. And, and he did. He, You know, he got out in front of that and owned it um, immediately, and it's a credit to him for doing so. He should have done that. Um, it, it, I, To your point, I imagine this goes away um, pretty quickly. Uh, feels like something uh, I can't see. You know, I'm, I'm with you. I can't see him suspending any jail time. It feels like something that, you know, his – that – he wants to move past it. The Raiders want to move past it. Everybody wants to move past um, as quickly as possible. I didn't, you know, I don't know what that photographer experienced or didn't experience. Uh, it didn't seem like anything to me that warranted um, going this route, but I get it. I, 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 I understand it. Um, and, and we'll, we'll kind of see how this plays out, but I, I don't think in any ways um, it's reflective of, of who Devontae Adams is, uh, of the professional that he is. I think it was an emotional moment for him where he was very frustrated and, it, it, it played out how we saw it, it by no means um, excuses him, but, but the fact that um, he should be even facing any kind of jail time with this is absolutely ridiculous. And I do think the parties will, will move on as quickly as they can. Yeah, uh, absolutely. As will the Raiders. Um, they are on their bye week uh, this week uh, when they do get back uh, and reconvene next week, they'll be uh, in preparation for the Houston Texans uh, here at Allegiant Stadium, a uh, stadium, an imminently winnable game. Uh, it would be, 
a real letdown uh, if the Raiders don't uh, approach that game uh, in the right and proper mindset to try to get back on track uh, and make quick work of the Houston Texans. But that's a subject for uh, a different day. Uh, I know it's tough, Raider Nation, uh, right now, and uh, I know you're going through it. Uh, I don't think anybody expected them uh, to be one and four at this point. But one thing that we've always tried to stress is not to freak out after the first five games. Um, I thought at worst it was going to be two and three based on uh, the schedule and kind of the hurdles that they were trying to clear, you know, with a, a new system, both offensively and de- defensively, I did not see a one and four. Uh, but I think that we, it's only fair and accurate for us to point out that this one and four is a, um, it could easily have gone either way on that one and four uh, record. And I don't think we're speaking out of school to say that, Sam, uh, I think, I want to say that it's by a total of 14 points, maybe, uh, those four losses. Uh, that's a thin margin of error. The Raiders obviously have to clean up those margins, but this isn't like blowout city where we're sitting here talking about, wow, what quarterback are the Raiders going to draft uh, with the top pick in the draft next year? Even though right now they're in line for the number one pick overall. I don't think that that's going to stand, I guess is my point. I think that they're going to be drafting much much lower than the first pick overall. Yeah, uh, I'm with you. I'm with you. And um, it's definitely, it's, you know, it's time for the Raiders to get going. Uh, the schedule yeah. lines up. They've had, they have the bye week now to regroup. Um, they they understand, and I think there's a pretty clear understanding of um, the strength of this team, the weaknesses of this team at, at this juncture in the season. And we'll see how the how they, I guess, lean into those um, and, and clean some of that stuff up um, coming out because it's, it's it's go time. I thought. I mean, it's been go time when the season started, um, but it really is now. And uh, they're fortunate with how the schedule breaks. And, and if they can clean uh, some of those issues up and tighten up, um, then they should be right there. Uh, you know, in the mix with the opportunity to be around five hundred again. And if you're five hundred in the middle of the season, given the, the start, um, that's that's a pretty it's a pretty pretty solid uh, I think launching pad. But there's a lot of work that needs to be done um, until that point. We'll see if the Raiders get it done. I agree. Uh, and until then, until we reconvene uh, early next week. I'm going to go crack open uh, another liquid death uh, because I need some good water. And liquid death definitely provides that. Uh, I want to say thanks again for them to be a, uh, for them being uh, a loyal supporter uh, of this show. Uh, And on that note, just want to remind everyone else also that Vegas nations, all of our podcasts are sponsored by station casinos and presented by the Las Vegas review journal, blue wire. And of course, liquid death, Sam Gordon, enjoy the rest of your week and uh, maybe a little bit of time off uh, with the Raiders taking a little bit of a break. Uh, And to everyone else, thank you for all you do. Uh, Thank you for all the support. We really, truly appreciate it. Larry Muir. Thanks to our great producer, Uh, for all that, that you do. We'll be back at it early next week. Until then, have a great week, and we'll talk to you then. Vegas, get in on the sports betting action and get on the SDN Sports app. With 14 convenient sign-up locations across town at Station Casinos, Wildfire, and El Cortez, you're only a few minutes away from getting started, no matter where you are in town. With a huge menu of betting options and points back on your bets, STN Sports is the strongest betting app out there. So sign up today for STN Sports and earn up to $500 on your first deposit.